LinkedIn. Whether you're new to it or been on it for a while, you'll get loads from this episode. Stay tuned. It's about really getting the support and self-development and sales aspect of LinkedIn, but doing it in a really human way. Tips galore with my wonderful guest, Sarah Clay. Stay tuned. Welcome to the Make It Real podcast. I'm Trisha Lewis, your host. You're going to hear from fascinating individuals, mainly small business owners, who not only have story and skills to share, they also keep it real. This is a place of non-shouty, non-salesy, unsquashing conversations where your curiosity will be fed. Delighted to have Sarah Clay, a London-based LinkedIn trainer with us today. And you are going to learn loads. And also there's quite a lot of humour and we cover quite a lot of metaphors or analogies, whatever you like to call them in here. So I think you'll find it very visual too. But actually, describing Sarah as a LinkedIn trainer um, brings with it an entire conversation that will be useful to you in and of itself. So without more ado, let's start this episode. Um, I'm absolutely raring to go because the energy of this person is is zooming through my Zoom. Um, I, I would love to say hi to you, Sarah Clay. Hello, Trisha. It's so exciting to be here. It is exciting. We've had to postpone about a half a dozen times, so this feels like a, a real treat. Let's hope nothing happens, um, like an earthquake or something, middle of this podcast. So, Sarah, you are now. We're going to even start with this because this is a classic that listeners will resonate with instantly. So, listeners, I'm asking Sarah what she is, <laughs> and, and instant panic because we all do this. You know, like somebody's literally strangling your throat. What, what are you? What do, what do you do? Okay, we all know what we do. We know we do it beautifully. Um, we know we give value. We know we're good at it. But trying to put it into these words, which is one of the challenges that we need to do when we're doing LinkedIn in our profile and our headline and everything else. So, Sarah, you are a LinkedIn trainer. But the minute we said that, yes, you made that funny face like you had some lemons in your mouth. Yeah. And something nasty smelling under your nose. So I also have the same issue with communication coach. I have the same problem. Don't like it. It sounds really boring and dull and like a thousand other people, 10,000, 20,000. And we're individuals and we kind of rebel, don't we, against that idea that we just have made, said something that sounds like everybody else. So for everyone else who's in a similar situation, trying to get those first few, let's, let's start at the very beginning. <laughs> so when you're setting up your page, this is real basics, but it's ruddy difficult getting those simple headline words sorted. Just tell us exactly how to do it, Sarah, and then I'll, I'll let oh, you go. Oh, <laughs> it's really, really hard to write something in those 220 characters um, and only, you know, a third of which show anyway before you have to click see more, um, of grabbing the attention of the people that you want to read and click through and see more, so your ideal clients. Ah, I hate that word as well. Um, <laughs> 
but grabbing their attention in such a way that they want to find out more, but not sounding spammy or salesy, not sounding like a boring old loaf of bread, but being interesting, but not also not being quirky just for the sake of being quirky. And it's hard. It's really, really hard. And even though LinkedIn extended it from 120 characters to 220 characters, I don't think it's been made any easier. In fact, it's possibly been made harder because the expectations are greater because actually now you've got an extra 100 characters and you think, I've got to fill those 100 characters. Well, the first lesson to you, my friends, is no, you do not. You don't have to write 220 characters in your headline. You absolutely don't. But I think 220 is a bit many. But, um, you know, but it's, it's not an easy one. And when I'm, you know, working with clients, we spend hours on this, mm. you know. Sometimes, actually, no, not always. Sometimes get it in an instant. Depends. Depends on the person. Depends where they're at in their journey. Blah 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 blah. Because what you're actually trying to do, which is why it's so flipping difficult, it's a bit like walking into a room and within um, a nanosecond having to do everything that you think will make that person understand your entire life history and everything about your personality and everything you do. Yes. Which of course is impossible because what you do when you walk into a room and it's strangers is you, you have a bit of small talk, you know, you gradually find common links and, and then somebody asks you a few more questions and you tell a few stories and it all sort of evolves and then you go away, then you meet them again. And that's how it happens. But this is quite an unnatural thing to, to be trying to achieve, isn't it? And so, and so starting, we've already hit upon at least two pairs of words that you don't like, and I'm with you on it. So we don't like LinkedIn trainer, but that's what you do. We don't like ideal clients, but that's kind of describing the people we want to engage. So is the lesson that we have to bite our I said by our tongue, that's not the same thing, that we have to kind of swallow some of our inner rebel and play the game slightly at this point. Well, mm. so I actually liken it to, you know, when you, we've all been doing Zoom mental, you know, amounts of Zoom over the last, you know, year and a half, whatever. It's that one minute thing, you know, and suddenly the screen's all on you. Everybody in the Zoom room is looking at you and you've got to present this one minute. And I was in a meeting and I won't tell you who or what, but it was a big networking meeting last week and everybody's one minute. I was nearly asleep. <laughs> Hello, I'm a this and I do that and I do the other. And I thought, oh, no, 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 no. I, well, it was coming to my turn. I thought, well, oh, do I fit in? Do I go crazy? Whatever. And But then, as I say, you don't want to go too off piece that people think you're just being quirky for the sake of being quirky. I've seen some really interesting headlines, and I cannot for the life of me, I do apologise to whoever it is he wrote, always looking for a snack. Mm. As his, his headline. Um, and I just thought, that's fantastic. I like that. But then I can see how it might grate on somebody because it's like, well, am I interested in you or not? But that, the problem is, Sarah, is that we, I guess maybe we start with the other two words, ideal client, because of course yes. that, that is, isn't it? That, that is the starting point. Yes. As it, and that's going to affect how you put 
the balance of quirkiness versus precision type of words into that yeah absolutely because the people that don't like that particular headline won't click on it and that's fine because 760 odd million people cannot be all your all of them be your ideal clients can they no Although, yeah. no, 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 <laughs> <laughs> no, try, try, uh, try fitting your day around that. Um, so I, yeah. So number one is, yeah, we've got to be brave. And I think often when, particularly in the early days, that is really hard because part of you thinks, oh, God, please, I'll take any work that's going. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't want to put people off by saying I only work with this or being very, right. How do you feel about that one? The um i help female midlife business owners going through the perimenopause um wearing a blue jacket um, who live yeah. in the southern england how do you feel about how far we we go on that specificity hmm. niche how far we niche i was yes yeah, another word i don't like oh oh i don't know i quite like it Okay. I don't know. Yeah. I like the way you said that's it. what I do like. Hooray. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I think you can you can niche because we are English and we do use that that term. Um you can niche by um what you do as well as who you serve and how you work. I think and I think that you know you don't have to say I only work with these, these, these people, but you can say I work in this way. So you're going to attract the people that want to learn or whatever it is be whatever in in the way that you're expressing the way you do it does that make sense yeah it makes complete um, sense yeah yeah and, and i think people get wrapped up in sorry i spoke over you but no, no, i think no. people, do, do people tend can get very as much as the sort of templatey things can be supportive and a and a help and i'm not in any way dissing people who try and help people by almost giving a kind of template to use for these headlines. But the danger, of course, is that you perhaps, because it's you and you're different, you're an individual and the way you work is different and all that, that you might overlook in the, if you, if that template is saying, I help certain, I help XXX become XXX, um, by XXX or whatever. That's the one. Um, That's it. <laughs> you, you might miss the the one actual key real engager, which could be something off that template. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. I think I think you've hit the nail on the head there, Tricia. Oh, so yes, and for me, I work with people who are who find LinkedIn confusing, and they're a bit maybe they're new to it, or they're coming back to it after a pause. So I'm so I posted today about measuring your metrics on LinkedIn, and literally I'm just looking at the ones that LinkedIn give you on the, mm-hmm. on, the on your profile. They're the ones I look at because my clients cannot cope with anything in more detail because they don't have the time. And they don't have the willpower to spend ages going through an app that's linked to LinkedIn that they can go dig, dig, dig. Oh, well, if I post at 3.04 instead of 4.03, it's going to get me better engagement. They don't have the time to do that. I think people who do do that, great, perfect. But that's that's not the people that I work with. And I think it's important to, to well, for me, it's important to niche in how you work as well as mm. who 
No, I like I like that. So let's let's go to sort of um, beginners because the reason is that if there are non-beginners out there, you, you, we we are in a way always beginning because a the platform evolves and we evolve and our business evolves. So to a certain extent, it's a bit like communication skills. You know, anybody who says, "Oh, it's fine, thanks very much." I've Got those pretty sorted. Um, I think, yeah, right, okay, delusion city, because you'll never, I, I haven't, we, none of us have. You know, we, it's a constant learning process. So, um, so the same with LinkedIn. So let's go back to some of the beginner stuff, because I think more advanced LinkedIn users will also benefit from a few, a few pointers. So, so number one is you mentioned time. And I would imagine that that comes up quite a bit from your clients. That sort of, oh God, and I haven't got, yeah, I haven't got time to constantly be on there, making sure I'm replying to every comment and posting every day and da da da, and making five connections a week or whatever it is. I haven't got time. I'm trying to run a ruddy business. So, a, I suppose, are there quick wins or shortcuts, or have we perhaps taken on the message wrongly in the first place? about how much we should be doing very very good point so um yeah well well, where do we go from here posting okay you do not have to post every day on linkedin you really really don't and that's one thing i you know i'm very big on that if you're hanging out on linkedin if you're talking to people if you're diving into other people's conversations and commenting and adding your knowledge and your value in other people's feeds especially if you're new you're going to increase your reach probably much faster. So if you're commenting on somebody's post and they've got, you know, seven, 8,000 followers and you've only got a couple of hundred, then the potential for the amount of eyes on that, on your comment is much greater than if you post about it on your own feed. I hate to say yes. it, but it's true. And because LinkedIn is about communicating and it's about building relationships, it's so, it's so much more value it, well, not more value, but there's an lo- awful lot of value in, in commenting and not just saying, oh, that's interesting. Well, that's a nice post or, you know, doing the rule of five, which is the if you write at least five words, your, your comments more likely to get picked up by the algorithm. Oh, sorry. Yeah. yeah. So go on, looking <laughs> that one up. Um, yeah, I yeah. never knew that. Always use at least five words in uh, in a in a comment. But writing in proper sentences and adding your value and starting a discussion in somebody else's um, comments or feed, whatever you want to call it, is a really, really effective way to to increase your reach on LinkedIn. Definitely. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, that's that's a good one. And and people again, and people might say, but I can't be constantly um, doing it. So. I have noticed, and I don't know about the algorithm aspect to all this, because listeners, I know in a way we don't like to talk about algorithms in one respect because it feels very oh god, manipulative, not real, and we're humans, and why are we doing? But it's a bit like if you say in the olden days, if you wanted to let people know who you were and what you did, and you went and pinned a little postcard up in the post office notice board. Um, and you pinned it underneath <laughs> four other people's things. As, as wonderful as what you said on the postcard is, and as valuable as you are to everybody, if nobody 
sees it, it's not going to help anybody and it's not going to help you. So we do in this day and age, the equivalent is, you know, doing the things that get you seen and algorithms is one of those things, isn't it, Sarah? It is indeed. And the same, I was just thinking about, you know, you put your little postcard up and somebody comes in and puts their great big postcard right over the top of it. So you've got to keep an eye on it. You've got to go back and make sure that your, you know, that your post is, is you've got to tend it and look after it. So if you post something, keep an eye on it and answer any comments that come up in, in your own feed. But that's a fantastic analogy. I know I can't steal it because it's copyrighted by you, obviously. <laughs> And obviously, it's partly because I'm so old that I come up with stories like that, because I often have this, this is, this is a bit deep, but I often have this conversation, um, bore my husband to tears, having the same conversation over and over again about, you know, what did we do? Because I go back to the olden days, you know, I, I try and reverse engineer and think, well, how did we get ourselves known and booked and all the rest of it before the internet, before the internet, no, forget about social media, before the even internet. And I'm thinking, okay, so we had yellow pages and we had the notice in the, in the shop window um, and we had advertisements and we had the phone. <laughs> oh, I forgot about the phone, Sarah. Yes, the dial. Yeah. And, and in a way, there are times when I think, oh, wasn't that so much easier? But, but that's that's ridiculous thinking because this is a beautiful uh, portal into a, a global world of fascinating people, and and really we do have to. Therefore, we're not paying anything to be on LinkedIn unless you're doing fancy stuff. Generally, you're not paying anything, so the price you pay is your time. Your time exactly so it is free it is a free platform and you know the organic reach on linkedin is something which you don't get on any other social media platform at all um you don't need ads if you're doing linkedin properly um i've lost my train of thought no well i'm not surprised because i literally threw about five <laughs> questions at once to you which is so good because i'm such a good communicator so we've got oh um, no i know what i was gonna say i know yes I know. go 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 so it, doesn't matter about when and how we communicate so you know as you say the yellow pages the postcard on the you know on the news agents wall i'm probably probably up the listeners are thinking what on earth are they talking about um it doesn't matter but the it's the same the 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 mechanics may be different but the psychology is the same just be nice to people talk to people, ask questions, find out what they want and can you help them in any way? And that's what LinkedIn is about. It's not about bashing people over the head saying, buy my stuff, buy my stuff, because nobody will buy it, absolutely no way, and you'll alienate people and what have you. It's about communicating, isn't it? And yeah, it's, it's a conversation, definitely. And I, and I think um, yeah, so you, you've touched on this sales thing. Okay, so I'm fairly sure that most of the people listening to this podcast will be of a mindset that, that is very anti anything that feels manipulatively salesy in a superficial kind of way. And so I don't think we have to preach to the converted, but that's fine. So you say, oh, I don't think it sounds salesy. But I think they're more likely to be going down, which is, um, which is something I've done 
most definitely, and still am guilty of it to a certain extent, too far down the other way. So actually you get to a point where people are not quite sure whether you do want to sell anything. <laughs> or if you have anything to sell. You know, um, so, so what a lovely person yeah so i'm definitely guilty of this you know oh Trish, yeah no she's lovely she's really she's quite funny um and she yeah, she's very engaging and she talks and look interesting fascinating she can get quite deep about certain things and then i have had somebody not recently but i go say but i'll be really honest with you i've come to you to work with you just because I kind of got a real vibe that you would be, but I'm gonna be honest with you, Joe, I wasn't hundred percent sure what you actually did. <laughs> that's brilliant. That's that's classic, you see, and that's how it should be because people want to work with you, whatever you do. If you turn around and said, "Well, I can help you clean your living room," that might they might have engaged you anyway, because what you've done and what you're doing, and I know you're not going to like this, but you you're a brand. We are our own brand you know and everywhere we go everything we do we have to be mindful of that um and it actually shouldn't be hard because you should be an authentic person and you know be the person that you are um but it's, it's about this whole people thing but yes I completely I get I see this a lot people say oh you know I don't want to sell I don't want to do this I don't want to do that and well, one of my students actually last week we were talking about this and I said, well, just put at the end of your LinkedIn post, DM me if you want to work with me or DM me if you want to blah, 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 or, you know, whatever her service was. And she did it. And she actually messaged in our WhatsApp group. Going, I did it. Ah, I did it. And I'm still here to tell the tale. I haven't, I haven't, you know, imploded. It's, you know, that's all in a way, you know, that's all you have to do is just say, oh, by the way, this is what I do. And as long as people know that, they're going to love you and going to think, oh, yeah. And they'll start to build that relationship with you. And then come the day when they need your services, they'll go, ah, that's what, you know, that's what Tricia does. I need some help with that. And I think what you just said there also is so important to remember, isn't it? The, 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 the technical term, I think, is LinkedIn lurkers. <gasps> yes. uh, I, quite, I do quite like that expression. <laughs> I don't know how you feel about LinkedIn learning. There's another phrase, actually, which I just Go had on. to turn back over my in my notebook. See, yeah. here I am. Um, we were in my club in my in our clubhouse room last night, and this this came up actually. And there's a phrase which I think who was it who said it? I think it might have been um, it might have been Lauren Greif said it. Um, silent engagers. Oh yes, yes. Which yes. is nice. It's nicer than LinkedIn. Learning. It is a bit. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I agree. Silent engagers is good. I like that. Okay, right. The opposite, the opposite of a LinkedIn lurker is a LinkedIn lovely. That's what I call a LinkedIn lovely. A LinkedIn love, lovely. lovely? Yeah, you're a LinkedIn lovely because you're lovely on LinkedIn. <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, and then there's the uh, LinkedIn liars. <laughs> We could go a long way with this. Um, yeah, so, but we won't. We won't go to the dark side because none of my listeners will be on the dark side. But the point with silent engagers, I've had this, you've had it, and yeah. people will, if they haven't had it yet, they will have it, provided they do what we're saying on LinkedIn. Um, it, it's slightly disheartening. Sometimes you think, oh, I'm not getting many views. I haven't got many, whatever. But, but then all or you you have got to remember that it's not everybody who sees your post 
and even enjoys it, reads it, engages with it, possibly even saves it, bookmarks it, not every one of those is going to actually do a like thing or a comment thing. They've just literally read it and they're really interested and um, they've made a note. Oh, yes, if I ever need thingy thingy, I'll go. And that happens and that happens. And so don't, I think don't, because it, it's easy, isn't it, Sarah? I don't know if you get people saying this. It is easy to get demotivated. Oh, yes, it really is. And, you know, sometimes, you know, you'll spend hours crafting a post and making a nice little image and, you know, thinking, oh, if it goes out on a Monday morning, maybe I should put it out on a Tuesday afternoon instead. And you put it out. <laughs> it's nothing. Yes. Oh, what have I done? What have I done? Yes, tweet, tweet. Um, so it can be disheartening. But yes, there definitely are those silent engagers. And what's weird is every now and again, you know, you'll get a message in your DM saying, I've been following you for ages and, you know, I want to employ you. It's like, oh, oh, okay, great. Lovely, yeah. thanks. Yeah. And so it is, you're right. It's worth keep it going, keep going, keep going. Definitely. Yeah. And, 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 and the consistency and yeah. And so um, if we're not, so we've kind of, we've figured out, yeah, there's a way to sell without being negative version of salesy so and that is simply by constantly working on the no like trust stuff which means you've got to be real you've got to be, you've also got to give i think the, the, i think the thing about sales sales phobia is that we forget that we are actually doing something helpful for people <laughs> it's yeah. i think it's true isn't it it's like you, yeah duh it, it, this isn't like pushy it's helpful it is helpful and what's interesting is you know, if you go out for dinner let's say and you have a lovely meal you're you're going to feel better about life and yourself you know depending how much wine you've drunk obviously but um you've paid for it but it doesn't matter it doesn't make any difference that you've paid for it or not you still feel better after it and I think that's what the problem is I think people think that because they're charging people for helping them that it's not helping it's selling yeah but it isn't it's helping just the same the fact that you're taking money for it is kind of irrelevant and I bet you that, that I bet you if you did some kind of science research on this <laughs> There we are. There's a project for you, Sarah. I know you've got time on your hands. Um, <laughs> if you did some sort of research, you'd discover that a lot of the people that are quick to say, oh, God, no, um, hate sales and stuff. Oh, God, don't want to look as if I'm trying to push. Are also people who um, invest in things. So in other words, if they really thought and turned it round, which I have had to do a lot myself. I've had to do this exercise a lot myself because I think I have some weird hang up about money. And in fact, I've, I even work with a coach and we talk, we talked this through on the psychiatrist couch. It's okay. I'm, I'm, I'm working through it, but I, I then reframed, I kept reframing and reversing it and thinking, but hang on a minute, 
you invested in this you invested because good coaches always invest in good coaching you know I mean that's what we do and mm. you you've paid that for that and you didn't you didn't think oh god no I'm not going to pay for that I expect that to be free you didn't even really think twice about it you 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 trusted these people you'd seen what they were doing etc cetera, etc cetera, and you were more than happy because you needed that and you paid for it so can we just now do the reverse thinking process? That's exactly what people will do for you. Yeah. Duh. Yeah, I like that. I like that a lot, Tricia. Yeah. That's brilliant. Yeah, but it's a lecture that we have to constantly refresh because we think we've got it. Oh yeah, of course, no, I've, I figured it out now. And then a week down the line, you're feeling a bit low, you know, you're in a slightly moody scenario, you didn't have a good night's sleep, whatever, whatever. And all that goes out the window. Absolutely. You know, you're back down in the spiral of nobody wants to pay. Nobody loves me. Nobody loves me. Oh, me this morning. But anyway, let's look. <laughs> headline's useless. I can't even write a headline. I got, um, yeah, and all that horrible stuff that we all get because that's what we do. And then you have to just, on days like that, you said you'd had quite a hectic, you actually described it as a sort of morning from hell. I mean, you yeah, I think it's to... the worst morning of my business ever since starting. <laughs> In my business full stop there you go <laughs> tears were plenty i can tell you wow tears and everything yeah yeah um, tears and everything this morning i was just like off the scale wow yeah. so you, you know it's just one of those mornings when nothing nothing yeah. nothing went right yeah so so there we go dose of reality they will happen and and you yeah. were saying that you would sort of felt almost like putting your pajamas on and going to bed I, I love what you said. She said you couldn't because you're going out later. You thought it wasn't I'm going day. out later. At half past, I'm going to leave the house at half past six. And it was like <laughs> one o'clock. And I thought there's no point in putting my pajamas on, getting into bed because I've got to take this off. Where is it? I've got to take that baby off. And that takes me about 20 minutes. And then get into my pajamas, go to bed, have a cry and then have to get dressed again. And it's like, oh, I couldn't really bother. <laughs> Put my big girl pants on and get on with the day brilliant but but that is that's 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 real life and and basically at the end of the day we do sometimes have to I mean I'm very lucky I've got the beach down the end of the road so you know there are there are times or or sometimes you just have to walk away from the blinking desk and say okay this is one of those days I could now work for two hours I could I could work for two hours crafting a LinkedIn post or whatever and da 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 or doing a video and and it might be to be honest let's face it ruddy useless because I'm not in the mood my head's in the wrong place and I'm only going to get more frustrated whereas if I just take two hours off and do nothing or something lovely um I can come back fresh so so we do have to be very real about what about comparisonitis does that come up with your your clients I bet it probably does as in oh look at these people with all these followers and all this fabulous Um, that's me I don't know about my actually that's quite interesting do you know what? I haven't had that. Really? That's interesting. With my clients, with me, yeah. definitely. But no, I, I honestly hadn't even hadn't even thought about it because no, not one of my students or my class, nobody has ever said that. Oh, that's good. I mean, perhaps they're just doing it secretly and um, not not. To, maybe no, not or maybe they maybe it's happening without them realizing. So we, so you do it. I do it. A lot of people do it. Okay. Even when we, even when we know we're doing it and we know it's the wrong thing to do. And I tell people about how it happens and why it's not a good plan, but it is human. Um, So would you advise people looking at 
lots of, so, so one of the things about LinkedIn, Sarah, is presumably you've got to go exploring. You've got to go and find people. Yeah. yeah. You don't just sit there and expect them to come to you. So, yeah. so let's, so and what I was just to finish that thought off. So as, as you're doing that, you are liable to fall into some of these comparisonitis traps. Um, oh God, it's another LinkedIn trainer and they've got a better photo than me. Oh, it's another LinkedIn trainer. They've got 40,000 more followers than me or all that rubbish. Okay. So obviously it's not rubbish. It's human, but reframe, think to yourself, what can I take from this? Is there anything that actually is a good tip? Um, thinking about it, I do like the way she's put that. Um, mm. I might mm. consider something or that photo works a lot better than mine because it's at that angle. Yeah, I think I might get my photos. Redone. Whatever it is, there's nothing wrong with learning from other people. It's wrong when you start saying they're better and I'm useless. And Absolutely. Yeah. But yeah, we need to go and we need to find people. So we need to broaden our, it's very easy, I think, on LinkedIn to get into a lovely, cosy place, isn't it? <laughs> it's very easy on LinkedIn to, to stay in the kitchen yeah. at the party. And it's a really nice place to be. We all love hanging out in the kitchen at the party, whether just because the food is there or the drinks are there or whatever. But we do seem to do that. And all our bezies are there and we're having a lovely time. And there are some quite a lot of times that when you go to a party, that's all you want to do. And that's fine. And there are some times you go on LinkedIn and that's all you want to do. So what did I do this morning when I had my awful morning? I went to LinkedIn and I hung out with my mates on LinkedIn and it made me feel much better. And now here I am chatting with you. So win, win. Um, but certain times you're at a party and you're not there just to have a good time. So you've got to get yourself out into the living room or in the hallway and start chatting with people that it's not that easy. And you've got to open the conversation and you've got to walk into a group of people and go, hi, I'm, I'm Sarah. Do you want to chat? You know, and there, and you just have to do that. Otherwise you're not going to grow your network. I mean, obviously the easiest way to do it is to go into the living room, see somebody that you know, talking in a group, sidle over, you know, hi, John. And then John goes, oh, Sarah, hi. Oh, let me introduce you. Let me introduce you. Let me introduce you. That's a better way and an easier way to do it on LinkedIn. It may not be appropriate or relevant or possible, depending what, you know, which room you want to go into and who is there, but that's one way of doing it. But the beauty of LinkedIn is that you can do it. And it is a massive, massive networking party with all these different rooms for you to go into. It was sort of reminding me of my clubbing days, going down to Bagley's at King's Cross and going into different rooms. Going, oh, no, I don't like this one. I'll go to a different one. But that's what LinkedIn is about. It's about all these different rooms and you finding, you know, finding the one that works for you or the ones that work for you. I absolutely love that. God, we are rocking the analogy metaphor <laughs> similes, aren't we? I love analogies. just though. like, whoa, we are on fire with them. Well, this is right. Okay. So there are the slightly more subtle versions of different rooms, if you like. So, and I love the fact that you said the word John because that wasn't a coincidence. And I'm quite sure that we need to just give him another call out because he's on pretty much 80% call outs on all of my podcast episodes. You might have been referring to John Asperian. Um, well, pretend. funnily enough, I was actually posting with him earlier on and I, his name was obviously forefront in my mind. 
but he is he is John he is what we should all uh, strive to be within reason not not in a not in an over the top way a genuine way he is a, a wonderful introducer you know so the number of people i've met via him introduce but he won't introduce you to anybody if he doesn't see a consistent sense of authentic you turning up and being helpful and being real and engaging um be because why would he it, it's it's your reputation slightly at stake if you introduce somebody and they just I mean I've done it I've introduced somebody and they've not followed it up and and I feel really appalled I then have to go back to the person I've been so I'm really sorry this person I you know so so you do so you have to work just as you would in any normal human relationship people aren't going to introduce you to their friends if they think you know you're not to be trusted or you're not going to be much of a fun person to hang out with so that's number one but then these more subtle places you mentioned a little story about one of your students who had so i'm talking about sort of spreading your reach okay so there are places if you can get a little hook in your content or maybe it's a hashtag or whatever that opens you up to a, a broader audience. You were talking about LinkedIn News. Yes. So LinkedIn News is basically what LinkedIn News do is they 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 write a, a you know a, a, an article about a subject and they pull in they they you know crawl LinkedIn for people who you know, for articles about that subject that will um, complement what they're talking about. And they usually pull in about four or five articles or, you know, posts, whatever. And I often see, you know, so-and-so's post was seen in, you know, featured by LinkedIn News. And it's always like the big guns. There's, you know, people have got loads of followers and everything. And I'm always thinking, oh, well, I wonder if I would ever get picked up by LinkedIn News. Anyway, in my DMs, my notifications rather, last week, one of my students who's got something like 230 followers, so she's very, very small on LinkedIn. Um, and she hasn't really been doing LinkedIn for very long. I got this notification that one of her posts was picked up by the LinkedIn news team. And -da -da -da, there it was. I was honestly, I was so excited. I went straight into the WhatsApp group. Did you know? Have you seen this, everybody? You need to post about this and repost. She didn't even know, bless her. But it was brilliant. It was so, you know, it was a really exciting moment for her. And of course, she posted about it because I encouraged her to do so. And she got more eyes on her post, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And it was just such a, it was a really unexpected but delightful thing to happen. So cool. there again, it's that is, do you know, would you say there was a reason why it got picked up? Just quality content or was it, it was a good it was a very good post and it was obviously relevant to yeah. the piece of news that they were talking about but I'm sure other people have been talking about it it was actually I think it was about it was about Amazon setting up home you know uh, real real life shops and she is actually a social media manager she works with opticians and she just posted about how interesting this was and taking offline online to offline um etc etc and they they picked it up yeah and I think I think again it's that balance isn't it but it's the same with hashtags and I mean I've done as an experiment a couple of hashtag special days um oh, yeah. This yeah. recently and I 
it's a balance, isn't it, Sarah? It's a balance. This is a good way to wrap this up because I think, you know, you can be, to you, it's it's like all SEO stuff and algorithms and all this stuff and keywords and all the rest of it. So, if you if you take on too much advice, and I doubt whether you do this with your students. If you do, then we'll cut this bit out of the podcast. Okay, thanks for the warning. <laughs> if if you go crazy on oh, it's so-and-so day, so-and-so day, hashtag that, hashtag it because it will be trending, hashtag it because it will be trending, hashtag, oh, there's a news, news item, news item, try and think of some angle on that that you can do to fit into that news item, right? You know where I'm going with this, don't you? Yeah, yeah. it's, it, it, it's um, I don't know, it's love your dog day, so you've got to find a, something to talk about, even if you don't like dogs, you don't have a dog, yeah. So, yeah, no, and I do not encourage that, absolutely not. What I say is, if there's a, a day day or whatever awareness day thing that's relevant well then yeah you know you might want to post something about it but really you can be cleverer than that you really can be cleverer than that and don't just jump on a trend because it's there jump on a trend because you want to jump on that trend because that's it's part of your brand it's part of the stuff you talk about anyway um yeah no that, I, I wouldn't do that um I don't post, I don't talk about politics at all on my social media. So for me then to jump into a political discussion about something like that just, just wouldn't be right. Exactly. It very you're quickly, not aligning, you're going to misalign your brand, yeah. your messaging, you know. And I think, I think the more you do it, and, 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 and it is an experiment and you do evolve. And if I look back on some of my early videos, some of my early posts, I'd cringe, as would you, I'm sure, as would every single person if they looked back, because it has to be a journey. You can't expect to, it, yeah, it's like everything else. So, but but there are a few rules. Yes, obviously avoid completely alienating everybody in your first week. That would, be, that would be a good plan. So there is that little tiptoeing thing that you probably need to do to, you know, to test the waters and stuff. But then you've got, you've got to put your personality in without, without, and everybody can get what we could call a viral post by being shock jock, as I call it you know, just for the sake of it controversial, we, we can all do that. That's not difficult, but what, but for what, for what? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's what's the point. It's if you're not going to appeal to your ideal client or to your audience, then what is the point? There's really no point. And it's the same, you know, LinkedIn pods, for example, you know, you pay a load of money to be in this whole group of people that are supposed to jump on your post and go, Whoa, this is great to try and you know trick the algorithm into thinking that it's a popular post but actually all it does is completely stuff up your feed because then your feed becomes full of people who you're not aligned with at all um so you start getting a little nonsense in your feed and it doesn't get you any closer to where you want to be at all no. it's just a silly numbers game no, absolutely. So and the minute the, the yeah. minute you leave that pod, and you know you think, oh, this isn't working, you got nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Exactly. Yeah, in the middle of the desert. Yeah. Oh, th this is all. This is rich stuff. Actually, I've realised how many um, multi layers we could go into. But don't panic. I'm going to let you have the rest of your day. <laughs> Get my shots on. <laughs> no, we can always come back and continue this conversation so to wrap up and thank you for there's so much in that so so to wrap up then where would people um 
communicate with you. I, I think I know what the answer is to this, Sarah. Begin with an L. Yes, it does. And rhyme with LinkedIn. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they can come and find me on LinkedIn. If they want to see me, I'm not sure if I'm allowed to use that. No, I don't think I'm allowed I'm to not- use that. Messing about. Yeah. Um, they can come over and find me on Instagram where I do mess about on reels and do silly dancey reels sometimes. But no, if, if you want to find my LinkedIn tips, come to find me on LinkedIn. And hashtags, I have my own hashtag, which is LinkedIn Simplified. Not the shortest of hashtags, but you know, when it's not Twitter, it doesn't matter. Um, so if you, if you go to one of my posts, click on that hashtag and click the little follow button, then you'll be following my hashtag. And then all of my content that I ever, ever post will come into your feed nice if you don't want it then don't follow me obviously but um then you get all my little tips and the love tricks. it absolutely um, love it and that's in a whole other conversation about personal hashtags and we won't go there i sometimes wonder you know whether unsquashed self which is my personal hashtag is a tad obscure and <laughs> no but it should be obscure because it's yours you know it's, it's your hashtag you don't want a hashtag that somebody else might be using as well you don't I mean you can occasionally no that's another thing that I've experimented with recently putting the more obvious ones on like personal growth or whatever stuff like that which is a big you know thing but but actually every time I try and do something a little bit more we we started off by saying um before we even pressed record um strategic but not salesy and I do think that that's what we've covered in this that yeah there is an element of you can't just you can't just say, "Oh, I'm just going to go on LinkedIn and just be me and lovely." Da, da, da. There is strategy involved, yeah. And I think it's literally like a line, isn't it? Like a sort of balance line. And you, you know, and if you're not careful, you go running away from the sort of salesy, very, very figured out kind of all following the trending hashtags, doing all that sort of stuff at one end. And you run too far down the other end into a sort of bland place, you know, of of just being a lovely person place with your lovely friends. And it's you've got to balance that out somewhere. But but the but the line, the thread that could, should be there throughout is that it is it is really you. Yeah, absolutely. And so at the end of every one of your posts, Trisha, you should say, follow my hashtag, unsquashed yeah, Thank you. And put it as a hashtag. And you even say, because people, because a lot of people don't know how to follow a hashtag. Mm-hmm. So if you say, click on this hashtag, and then you get a little menu thing comes up and it says, follow. So click the follow, tell them exactly how to follow the hashtag, and they can't go wrong. Now that is dynamite. That is LinkedIn simplified right there. Uh, demystified and you are a LinkedIn trainer Sarah and you are great and I and I love it and thank you so much and and you know everybody comes at this slightly differently and you are a perfect example as am I of how when you use LinkedIn properly you can discover people like Sarah like me and some people you will get a vibe with that you think yeah actually that is the kind of way I want to work. I, I kind of feel that we, we, but not everybody. And we, neither Sarah or I could actually manage to work with everybody. <laughs> so when you go into comparisonitis traps, just remember that, that 
that thank goodness there are all these different people and thank goodness we're not exactly the same as them and we're not trying to impersonate them because because people will come to you and you will come to other people and there are thousands of LinkedIn trainers thousands of communication coaches there's only one us isn't there exactly we are our own USP thank you Sarah so profound we've got really profound I need to go before I get too, too profound it's, I don't know what you've done to me you just, so listeners there we go thank you so much Sarah lots of generous giving of tips there and it's been an absolute delight okay, it's been fantastic Tricia thank you for having me inspired by that episode how about some action beyond the words take this one small step Think of Sarah's analogy about being at a party and with all your besties in the kitchen. It's time to walk into the living room where there are people you don't know. So that's your mission. Go and explore and find some interesting posts. See if there's something you can comment on, but genuinely, or just follow this person. And do this for a few weeks. And then potentially, if it really feels like a relationship you want to develop further, walk right up to them and say, I'd love to get to know you more. In other words, send them a personal invite. Go and do a bit of exploring out of your comfort zone. Yes! Let's stay connected. Listen, I'm all about helping solo entrepreneurs, small business owners, make sure they have real communication impact as themselves. Anything that weakens their impact or creates the wrong impact, we sort. And my take on imposter syndrome is the squashed self. Have you heard of my book, The Mystery of the Squashed Self? It's got a lot of good reviews, so head over to Amazon to get your hands on the ebook or the paperback. And all the links, of course, to all of my resources are on trishalewis.com.